0: Hello boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of The Baby Bed Podcast. I'm Sandeep Rao and on today's episode, I want to understand the idea of the perfect partner. Someone we want to be, someone we're looking for in our various relationships in life. So enjoy listening and thanks as always. The Baby Bed Podcast. With Sunday Proud, baby, check it out, baby. One of the biggest fears we have, I think, as human beings, is to always be alone, never find someone we can do things in life with, and sort of trudge along this journey of existence on our own. So we are in this constant um, exploration, this constant journey, this constant uh, sort of um, adventure to find someone we can call a partner, right? It's been for years. It's been a thing that, you know, takes priority, takes sort of focus, takes um, a lot of our time to find something that we can call our own, someone we can belong with and someone we can find meaningful relationships with. This could um, be in a personal front, a physical partner, could be a partner to work with, a partner to explore with, a person, a partner to travel with, and someone you can share your life and the journey with. Over years, obviously, this has changed because the partnerships were more formal. People didn't really meet people besides their community or their little geographical area where they were born or where they worked. But now, of course, with the social media, with the internet, the entire game is changing. And the idea of a partner as well is changing, you know, because let's just look at something as simple as a marriage uh, agreement, right? That's how your basic um, mentality was sort of brought up by your family. You get something done, you finish your education, find a job, find a partner, could be a husband or a wife, and that would be set up by your community. And then you get into this arranged uh, agreement where you marry the person, even if you don't know them very well. The idea is that either for political gain or social advancement or just for the community um, community's approval, you get into this partnership, um, and you find yourself with a husband or wife who you have to get to know after your marriage. And uh, as a result, a lot of the things were very delegated. The roles were very clear-cut. Uh, typically, the husband would be the provider for the family. The The wife would be the supporter of the household. The wife uh, who would take care of the home, raise the kids, have kids first of all, raise the kids, and... Uh, Make sure that everything that the husband's providing for is well organized, uh, efficiently run, and cared for. This model obviously no longer exists in um, a predominant form because people are changing. Women are obviously um, looking to get beyond this role. And most importantly, the idea of meeting your partner has changed. Uh, People have different expectations. People come into this with a little bit more of a uh, worldly exposure, more uh, expectations when it comes to their needs, and they don't want to conform to these traditional roles of a husband provides, a wife takes care, and uh, that is creating interesting relationships and uh, also conflict within relationships because earlier, whether you liked it or not, it was what it was. The rules, uh, the roles, were uh, very defined, but now, of course, people want their um, life to take more importance, be it the wife or the husband. And I'm talking about husband-wife because it's the most evident form of partnership. And of course, now with gender roles and with uh, gender neutrality and of course with uh Sexuality being expressed in different ways. It's not just husband-wife, the traditional marriage, husband-and-husband husband, or wife-and-wife wife, or even with transgenders looking for equality. It is a very, very interesting dynamic uh, change for the relationships and their structure and their roles. So it's no longer one person has a set number of roles and other person has a very distinct um, number of other roles. Everyone wants to do everything. The women in the relationship want to be the mother, they want to be the wife, they want to be the entrepreneur, they want to be the equal partner, they want to be the um, money maker. they want to be the breadwinner, they also want to uh, travel, they want to be independent, have their own set of relationships with um, other boys and girls, be it friends, uh, platonic if you want to call it. And of course, it does happen more often than not when people fuck around and uh, the exclusivity of the relationship no longer exists where the husband or the wife have their own sideshow going on. I mean, this is not the, you know, the norm, but it happens more and more. So I'm just trying to understand today's episode what the the perfect partnership is. Is there something like the perfect partner that you can either be or look for in your life now? partners exist when it comes to work, it comes to your gym partner, it could be a travel partner, it could be a partner to explore various restaurants. So the role and the definition of the word partner is not uh, restricted or defined by marriage alone, or a relationship with a boyfriend, girlfriend, etc. But it is just the idea of finding someone who you are compatible with, like minded, who has similar interests, and who drives you and pushes you in the direction that you would like to go down. So does and will the idea of a perfect partner in a marriage uh, remain or will it change or will it even exist in the near future? I don't know. See, because when you're looking for a perfect partner as a guy, you might have certain things that you brought down as your upbringing. You know, you might see your mother and expect that from your wife. You might see that in your aunts and you want that in your wife. And you might kind of impose those views, which not always works. And that's why I think there's a record number of people going for therapy and couples counseling now, because of those conflicts, which exists, right? the woman who looks for a perfect partner might look at her dad and see the person in her husband, she might want him to be more of the caregiver at home, take care of the kids, be the house husband, if that's even a word, which works for the situation. So there are a lot of role and uh, responsibilities that are changing and evolving, which creates these uh, questions and creates this conflict that happens within relationships. And my thing with this is there are, of course, relationships that do work where one person ends up compromising more than the other. Um, because we're living in times where everyone feels entitled, everyone feels like they have to be the best version of themselves and they deserve the best that society can give, earn the most, be the most successful and be the most popular, be the whatever it may be, get uh, you know, fulfill their um, their life goals. And that doesn't always work when everyone's doing that because then it sort of breeds competition within the relationship. Because you have these relationships which either work really well uh, because both partners are in their own sort of uh, journey, and they're doing things on their own. They're both successful, and they don't really see each other's threat. And they found that balance. If it's not balanced, they've at least found a way to compete in a healthy way. Then you have the other extreme where it works perfectly because these people are just beyond that and they just love each other's company and each other's individuals. But the middle ground is where you see a lot of conflict, where one person's doing better than the other, uh, one person's more secure financially or emotionally, other person is feeling a little threatened and a little bit undermined and a little undervalued and has a lot of self doubt as a human being. So you feel um, that one party is a lot more um better uh, equipped in the relationship and the other person is feeling a little less uh, fulfilled so that's when the conflict arises and then when th- that's when you see the person uh, looking out even the person who's do- doing well is like ah oh, i don't i'm better than this person so i look outside for a perf- for a better partner and the person who's feeling a little under uh, achieved or under under un- undervalued as a person says you know, I look for someone else who's more compatible, either as a friend or as something I can do um, with with my life with that person. So you create all these different avenues and relationships and the partnership obviously evolves, break down, breaks down and things happen. And then, you know, you see the other relationships where the person is uh, whipping their partner into a certain image of what they want him or her to be. So that person ends up being, um, you know, if, if you want to call it a guy being controlled by his wife or a woman being subjugated or submissive. So these things happen as well. And the relationship is uh, looking good from the outside because they seem to be uh, kind of just trudging along where one person gets his or her way. Other person is just, you know, putting up with it because they don't want to fight back and have conflict. They rather deal with it uh, and deal with their own dissatisfaction saying, OK, I'd rather do this than have constant headbutting with my partner. Which eventually ends up in an explosion one day where the guys are like, fuck this, or the girls are like, I'm walking out. And that happens. So will this uh, thing of a partnership, be it a marriage or relationship or a live-in situation or a union work, in the long run where we can have one partner who's the perfect partner for everything we can do in life, either our husband or wife our companion our friend our life uh you know our life um, partner our um, adventure partner travel partner uh, someone we can grow old with is it all uh, going to be put in one person is that too much pressure we're expecting on that relationship that partnership or is it something where you um you know find someone who's your you know if it's a soulmate nothing like it if it's just a uh, friendship, uh, an understanding, where you know you have your goals and your expectations clearly marked out. I do this for myself. You do this for yourself. But we have a certain common ground where we can sort of be there for each other, and uh, we'll keep it very, very, very exclusive, and we'll keep it very clear-cut and defined in those uh, ways. Is that something that works for you? Uh, and, and then on the side, you have a friend who you travel with. That partnership is very, very clear because you both have. Um, like-minded views on the world and uh, you have like-minded tastes and interests and which your partner in your marriage might not fulfill. So you just have another person who is, you know, platonic, nothing sexual, nothing uh, intimate that way. But you just find companionship and travel with that person. Or could be like guys going on a road trip. You have like the one buddy you go, uh, I hate that word, buddy, sounds like a dog. One person you go to the gym with, other person you have like you go to the snooker parlor with, one person who explores photography. And you. so you have like various kinds of partners in your life, like uh, someone you can discuss work with, someone you can discuss your hobbies and interests with someone you can discuss food travel and cars and formula one and ladies you can someone you can uh, discuss your your, you you know your emotions with someone you can discuss your you know your um, something as even as as, uh, amazing as like your, your your idea for a business plan it could be business it could be anything right i'm not uh, trying to say that men talk about productive shit and women don't. It is a case sometimes, but uh, <laughs> well, I, mean, I was going to go down the path saying, like, women, you find a partner you can go to, like, the parlor with and get, like, a, you know, I, but obviously that that's not even um, uh, the case all the time. Of course you do, and men as well have someone. I I, I I want someone I can go to a health, like a spa with, you know, like a friend, a guy who, you know, we can go get our hair cut, get our beards trimmed, and just be like, yeah, man, we'll awesome, then go we'll catch a beard after that. And um, that's that's the thing. My wife and I do a lot of things together. We travel together, even though our preferences for food is very different. I like when I go to a place uh, to catch a little bit of the the, the architectural, historical sites. And my wife likes more of this, like chilling at the beach. And uh, I like visiting more of the pubs and she likes more of the restaurants. So we have found a way where we both get uh, what, what we like out of that particular trip. But she has a friend she loves going backpacking with and that's a great friendship and that's a great way for her to go traveling because I don't and I can't all the time do that because of my, um, you know, one is my, I don't like that because I like, you know, I like a more of a predictable holiday as opposed to just like let's wing it and uh, also I have certain limitations where I can't go on a road trip um, where I can't drive so it becomes a little bit more dependent on one person so so she she has these friends who she does different things with I have a couple of friends who you know it's weird that I I, I think that's where I'm, I'm coming from I my wife and I do a lot of things together and sometimes I feel there's too much dependence on her for my um, from as a partner, I put too much pressure on her to fulfill all the roles of a partner. Like I talk to her about work. I talk to her about uh, we go on holiday, we travel. I talk about philosophy, talk about emotions. So is, is it sometimes putting too much pressure and giving that person uh, too much uh, insight into your life? Uh, I think it's healthy to a certain extent, but sometimes it gets frustrating. because I would like a couple of a guy friend or a girlfriend who I can go out and, you know, just you know, talk about my marriage with or talk about uh, work with who um, will understand. I can talk about, you know, just go catch a couple of beers with a friend, talk about, uh, you know, cars for a while and someone who can come with me to the gym. And I don't have that. And sometimes it bothers me because I feel when you do everything uh, with your partner, your husband or your wife, you just end up putting um, too many um, emotions and too much time into that. And they feel they have a lot of... um, Uh, insight into your life and it could be good for the most part but sometimes it gets annoying because they make statements that are like yeah I don't want you being so involved in my life you kind of have that feeling so I'm trying to understand do you have that perfect partner when I say perfect obviously it's flawed but perfect as in someone who's there for all your needs or do you have your partner as your husband or your girlfriend or your wife or your boyfriend, or whatever the situation or the relationship is, but you also have a set of friends you do things with. I'd like to know what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Do you get frustrated when everything is vested in one person, in one relationship? Uh, Yeah, that's that's the idea behind the perfect partner. There's nothing called perfect, but it just sounds catchy, and it's all about the title, guys. So if you enjoyed listening, of course, do send in your thoughts, and uh, let me know what you think about this particular topic, and does something called a perfect partner exist? All right, till next week, I'll see you and uh, yeah, you can always follow me on social media. I'm on on Instagram at Soapy Rao and on Twitter at Soapy Rao. And I'm in real life as Sandeep Rao. Till next week. Cheers. (laughs) The Baby Bed Podcast. Every Wednesday. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode.